Hey everyone, on November 15th, 2023, we recorded three episodes of the show in front of a live studio audience at the Maine in downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. Here's episode one from the Balancing Act podcast live. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Balancing Act podcast. I'm Andy Tempe. On the Balancing Act, we talk to business leaders and industry experts to explore the balancing acts we play in our professional lives and learn about the events that put rocket boosters behind their career success. Today, we have Neil Zigerlicki joining us. Neil is CEO of the La Crosse Area Chamber of Commerce right here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Neil. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate you having me on the show, and congratulations on your second book. That's awesome. And uh, Dana, I've lost clicker control, so the first question for you is, tell our listeners your story. Um, I grew up in Marshfield, Wisconsin, which is the, if you look at a map of Wisconsin, it's the dead center of Wisconsin, but uh, I went to school at Viterbo University uh, here in La Crosse, and I never left. Uh, I ended up working for a company called First Supply, which is a wholesale distribution company of uh, plumbing, HVAC, uh, water work, kitchen and bath products. Worked there for nine years uh, in internal audit, a little bit of consulting, and then I ran some of their uh, property management as well. And I decided to up and leave that wonderful family-owned company and uh, had the opportunity to be the CEO at the La Crosse Area Chamber of Commerce. That is fantastic. Thank you, Neil. Uh, so that one event in your life that just put rocket boosters behind your career, what would that be? I, I honestly think one of the first uh, opportunities uh, to work uh, outside of college at First Supply. Um, I had an amazing opportunity to work there and I reported directly to the CFO dotted line to the CEO and even was able to report to the board and of their of directors for the company and I think at a really young age I was very fortunate to have that opportunity and sit in the room um, with CEOs CFOs that C-suite family ownership and really take in what they thought was important and what was important to them and how do you uh, take that and get it down to the frontline people and the frontline managers. This is a f really fortunate opportunity for me. Yeah, so what, 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 another reason for the students in the room to not leave the lacrosse so fast is that direct connectivity that you can get in a community like this right to the, the leadership of an organization. I think that's a wonderful example that, you, that you've given us. Yeah, in La Crosse, you know, they, they, uh, for here or in the world, you know, people talk about like the six degrees of separation. I'd say in La Crosse, uh, it's, it's like two degrees of separation. You can probably find someone um, that's in really influential in town and get coffee with them at any time. Um, you really can. It's a, a pretty, you don't see that everywhere in the world. You don't see that everywhere in the United States. Right. But a word of advice, uh, my, my dear friend uh, uh, Norbert Nix, who's in the music business, uh, some of you know of Norbert uh, from uh, uh, the band Phoenix that plays around every now and then. He told me, because uh, we, we talk about the music industry, and his point to me in an episode of this show was, no one is inaccessible. You 
if, if you try, if you work hard enough at it, you can get to anybody. So don't think that, uh, oh, they're, they're, they're super big and cool and I'm never gonna be able to talk to them. I, I think half the time in, in lacrosse, you're probably getting a coffee or pumping gas right next to those people who are also <laughs> running businesses uh, right. who are really amazing leaders. Right, so tell us about the chamber. What's the organization's top priority? And uh, if you had to encapsulate the chamber's purpose in just a few sentences, what's the elevator pitch? Yeah, the chamber exists to do, uh, you know, what one business can't do alone. It's a group of businesses that come together to be a part of association to do things like community development, talent attraction, uh, so that people want to live and work in a certain area. For us, it's lacrosse, uh, the greater lacrosse, Wisconsin area. Um, and, you know, it's just an opportunity for like-minded business people to get together to further um, better our area so that people want to live and work here. Uh, that's really the purpose. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so you personally you come from first supply you're a, you're an accountant by training right? i'm not an accountant by trade so no i but weren't you in audit they let it was operational and uh it, it, it was that was actually one of the first questions i asked when they said this opportunity was available i said i'm not an accountant and they said that's okay do you have a general understanding of it and i said yes i do they said okay We'll hire you. Our, our, for, <laughs> our former CFO is sitting right out there. He is, he's absolutely horrified by this right it, now. It wasn't all financial <laughs> audit. There's a lot of operational compliance and, and things like that. Yeah. So, but you, why is leading the chamber the right fit for you in this moment of your life? Yeah, the, the first thing for me, I went to Viterbo University. I never left. So all of a sudden, um, I got hired, I liked First Supply, I all of a sudden loved and f fell in love with being in lacrosse, and I didn't want to leave the area. So for me, it was just having a, a bigger impact on the businesses and the community that make this place so great. Uh, I just had a calling uh, to do that, and it's extremely rewarding work. And for me personally, it's an opportunity to impact, positively impact a lot of people. And, I, I hope that I do that every day um, and how I conduct myself, um, but it's just a lot of fun getting out in front of the business community and encouraging them to do the right thing, to be good people, and to lead their business as well. Well, direct from me uh, at a station, you drew me in to the chamber. Meeting you, uh, getting to know you, I was like, I want to partner with, with those folks. So. Congratulations. I appreciate that, but I also know there's a great team behind me that yes. does a lot of the work, and a lot of times I get to just show up and say hi and, and work with the people, but uh, our team is fantastic at the Chamber. Yes, yes. Uh, let's talk balancing acts. It's the name of the show. Uh, what's the primary balancing act that you and your team play when interacting with the community and chamber members? I mean, the first, uh, and it's not much a, a balance, but you just have to be positive at all times. But for us, it's we really try to focus on our three to four core functions and services. And I think any business can do that. Narrow down what you are really good at um, and what those core functions are and name them. And there's a lot of times part of the balancing act is when you start to have momentum within your business, all of a sudden people are going to ask and pull you in a different direction. They want you to tackle issues that maybe are outside of your service area or not within your expertise. And that can be 
tough, especially from a chamber and a community perspective, because you want to help. You want to maybe lead the charge, but if it's not within your realm and your expertise, that's a balancing act. That's very difficult to say, no, not right now, but I want to support. Yeah. Well, I think that's an important lesson for everybody in, in all businesses. I know in the business that uh, Mike and I and a number of uh, former colleagues here, uh, uh, you know, Chet Heacock sitting back there, we, we dealt with that all the time. There was uh, no shortage of ideas of where we could go and what we were doing, but if you're constantly going next, 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 and not taking care of uh, what you started in the first place, uh, bad, bad things can happen. It just can devalue some of those core functions that you once were really great at, and right. that's the worry. Yeah, in the, uh, in the book, uh, the two books over on the table over there, uh, which we're going to go to commercial break here soon. Uh, that that concept is 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 front and center uh, through the through those books. Goal setting, knowing your it, uh, what makes you different as as an organization, how you differentiate, uh, is uh, is is important to long-term sustainability of any business. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Neil Zerlicky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andy Tempty. Over the past 35 years, I've learned a lot about business leadership and I'd like to share those lessons with you. Ask yourself, how do I create an effective, sustainable management operating system? How do I design smooth workflows to better serve the customer? How do I balance organizational trust with accountability the Balanced Business describes the practical, step-by-step -step process you need to answer these questions. Order your copy today, wherever books are sold. And we're back with Neil Zigerlicki from the La Crosse Chamber talking about community and community involvement. Neil, I gotta tell you, the chamber has a renewed vibrance and shine uh, since uh, you, you've come on board, uh, you and your team, as you've mentioned. Let's run a quick thought experiment. Suppose you have a group of leaders from other similarly sized chambers sitting right in front of you right now. What advice do you have for them on how to inject new energy into their organization? Yeah. It goes back to a little bit of what I said before. That very first thing is figure out your three to five core, core functions. You almost need to do an audit of what you're doing and figure out does it fit within these core functions. If it doesn't, it, it sometimes uh, you have to make those diffi difficult decisions and just cut it. Um, the second thing that I would tell other chamber um, you know, leaders or just leaders in general is tell everyone who will listen. This is exactly what we're doing and who we are and be very transparent about that. These are our functions. This is what we do. Um, the third thing I, I think of is do a deep dive on who's engaging with you. Um, whether that be at the chamber or a business level, who, who's your audience and who are you also missing to? For us, we're a community organization, so we want to be welcoming. We want people to feel like they can come to our events and feel like they belong, so that's extremely important. And if you find that there's a certain group of people that are not attending or not engaging with you, you got to look in the mirror. Why? 
Right. Why is that? What are what's happening? Why did we get here? And, and really think about those things. The last thing I would say for other chamber executives and people who are leading either community organizations, be a champion of the community. Um, celebrate other people's successes. Uh, encourage them and tell them the the good work. And encourage them and tell them that they're doing great work. Yeah. So you you just listed off a number of tenets of continuous improvement, whether you, whether you know it or not. Uh, having a maniacal focus on your customer, everybody in this room uh, needs to be thinking about that every day, so that's great advice. And then just that question why, and continuing to ask why as many times as it takes to get down to root cause. The, the, the audit world talks about the five whys, right? <laughs> to get to the root cause, but it's the mm -hmm. five whys of, of any issue. Right. We have uh, at least two wonderful uh, continuous improvement and uh, culture experts, several culture experts in the audience here, uh, but I'll, I'll name one uh, dear friend, Tim Eimerman is here, and he taught me all about continuous improvement. So thank, thank you, Tim. Uh, so Neil, you sit in a very unique chair. Uh, if I asked you to pinpoint one thing that's keeping leaders in the lacrosse community up at night, so you're, you're out there talking to leaders all the time, what is keeping leaders in lacrosse up at night? You know, it's, it's interesting because of the, the worker shortage that we're in right now. And I think a lot of business leaders would say a worker shortage, but when you start to peel back the onion and have conversations around it, it's not necessarily the worker shortage. It's, am I doing enough as a leader to help the people that I'm leading? Am I removing obstacles? Am I, are they feeling like they are valued, that they belong, um, that they matter, that their work is great, that they have a purpose? And a lot of times when I talk to leaders in the lacrosse area and you say, what does keep you up at night? They flat out just say, my people. I worry about my people. And that's, I think, uh, I think that's what most would say when you start to have a more deeper, vulnerable, vulnerable conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, let, let that applause wash over you because that is, uh, I, I'm so happy to hear that out of our, our out of the leaders of our lacrosse community. And, and it's really no surprise that it's all about the people here in, uh, in this area. Uh, so Neil, uh, let's have some fun. Uh, I'm gonna put Neil into a time machine now. I'm going to send Neil back to a previous version of himself uh, with uh, maybe uh, 280 characters to, to work with. Uh, what's the message and what previous version of yourself do you choose to send it to? Uh, I'll actually go with a, a personal one here. Uh, the first one is actually uh, meeting my wife at, at a, a college downtown bar here in lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, I, I'd love to just grab myself by the shirt and say, that's going to be your wife someday. She's going to bring you a whole lot of joy and love. <laughs> She's going to make you a better person. Uh, you, you should figure things out right now rather than waiting, you know, a, a year and a half. To, to really figure it out. So there was a long gestation period? Oh, there, there was a long, long, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, At, as, a, as a professional, um, I would go back to probably when I was 
25, and I would say, hey, speak up a little bit more. Be your own advocate. Mm -hmm. You have to. Sometimes people aren't going to um, always just bring up your name as being an amazing employee or anything like that. Sometimes you have to advocate for yourself, especially at a younger age in a, in a large company. Right. So that, you know, advocating for yourself, I would just add one thing to that, which is value. What is, as you're thinking about advocating for yourself, are you just talking to hear yourself talk? Or are you adding value to the conversation? And don't, you know, don't dwell on that uh, too much, uh, but, but always be thinking about that. What's the value that I'm bringing to this audience, this situation? Hopefully, everybody here is uh, getting a great deal of value out of this conversation. But I agree, find your voice and add value. Uh, second uh, fun question, we're all works in progress. What are you focusing on right now in your own personal leadership development journey? Um, a lot of it has to do uh, around uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. You know, as the chamber, we work on pe bringing people into our community, and I think that's an important part. But there's also uh, a lot of biases that I've grown up with that I didn't realize that I have, and I have to sit and learn about those things. But I have to actively seek out those opportunities to learn. Um, so that's one. The other one is the work-life blend. Uh, it's, it's finding the right energies at the right time in the right focus areas. I think that's always an opportunity for improvement, um, just to be better in kind of all the areas in my life. Yeah. It, Diversity, equity, inclusion, so important. It is, uh, by the way, everybody is not lost on me that uh, you are hearing from a bunch of white American males tonight. Um, and, uh, it, and that is something, it is a journey that I am on as well, is to be that ally, that advocate. Next time we do this, uh, the lineup will look different. Uh, absolutely. But, but just to punch the point on the biases that live within us, they, when, when I started picking up the phone to talk to folks who would be on the show, my subconscious biases that live back here in my reptilian brain, they, they do, they, they, uh, they, they do take over. So give, give yourself uh, a bit of grace in that journey, uh, but at the same time, uh, what what I needed to do was keep it in my working memory uh, and, uh, and, and, and do that. So th thank you for that, Neil. Uh, final question, what's next for the chamber? What excites you and what keeps you up at night? <laughs> uh, providing the resources uh, and tools for my coworkers um, is what I, I'm gonna answer your last question. That, so that keeps you up at night? That keeps me up at night. Is just, and that I talked about that for other leaders as well, but that's what keeps me up at night, I worry, um, you know, when people are dealing with family issues and things like that, and they're still gonna bring their best selves to work, how can I support that type of stuff? From the chamber perspective, uh, we've continued to grow what we call our first friend program, um, which is a, it's a community concierge program where people who are relocating to the La Crosse area um, actually get a community tour that's curated for them and their family so that La Crosse feels like home as fast as possible. 
And they don't have to worry, the business doesn't have to worry about it. We can take care of that. It's one of the, mo the coolest programs I've seen um, that a chamber can run uh, anywhere. Yeah. So, Neil, what did we not talk about tonight? Um, you know, one thing that I, I've been thinking about just on who, uh, what's kind of helped transform my life was actually a little bit of a story from my dad, and it happened not crazy long ago. So um, I went to school with this girl uh, named Tammy, uh, who was a couple of years below me um, at Columbus High School in, in Marshfield, Wisconsin. And when she was 28 years old, so just a couple of years ago, she was diagnosed um, with a rare cancer. To only 200 people in the world have ever had this cancer uh, when they first discovered it in 1989. And my dad was her uh, track and field coach. And she unfortunately passed away in 2020, um, right in the height of the pandemic, April of 2020. Mm. Well, my dad, the nice guy that he is, messaged her dad and said, hey, uh, I'm sorry uh, about your loss. This must be a really hard time. She was a fantastic girl, young woman to work with. Um, and if there's anything you need, let me know. Most people would write that message, I think. We would all probably write that message. Well, what happened was he got a message two days later that said, uh, hey, Wayne, um, there actually is something that I could use. And it'd be your help carrying uh, her casket to the burial place because there was no one. It was, April, it was April 2020. Church services weren't happening. And so he texted me. I didn't know that this was happening, but he texted me, told me the story. And at the end of it, he said, today I'm helping my friend. And I think that's a message we can all take. Today I'm helping my friend. My message to you is no matter who you don't know who, what, when, where, why, or what capacity you're going to be called to serve or lead, but you better be ready. Be ready. It's absolutely amazing. Well, I got chills uh, from that. I don't know about anybody else here, but uh, thank, you for share thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Neil, thank you so much for being on the show. It's just so much fun. Thank, thank you so much for having me, Andy. This is fantastic. Yes. So my name is Andy Tempty. This is the Balancing Act podcast. You can find us on all of the major streaming services. Please like, subscribe, rate, and most importantly, share this public good with your friends and your neighbors. We'll see you next time. Thank you.